Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Vibe with Kai podcast. It's your boy, Kai, and I'm super excited to be sitting here with my friend, Margaret Donald, uh, who was part, uh, who's a therapist at a different attitude counseling in North Carolina, which we just discovered that my family uh, is, is, is from Durham, North Carolina, and, and you lived in Durham, North Carolina for 20 years, right? Yep, sure did. I, I love North Carolina. It's such a beautiful state. Um, I'm, I'm super excited that I get to talk with somebody else that's uh, that's from uh, from that area. So super excited to be talking with Margaret Donald. Uh, we're going to be talking about mental health in the LGBTQ plus you know community, and and this is a topic I've wanted to talk about for for quite a long time. And so I'm I'm happy that I actually get to to broach this subject because it's something that you know I think uh, should be talked about as we go about you know ending the the stigma surrounding mental health uh, in general, but specifically in these very, you, you know, unique uh, and 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 um, special uh, uh, wor worlds that we all live in, you know, especially when uh, the LGBTQ+, the BIPOC community, all of this, you know, that, that mental health is not talked about as much as it should. So, uh, but before we get started, my friends, if you are enjoying everything that you're going to be watching or listening to today, be sure to follow me on all of your favorite social media platforms at The Vibe with Kai or visit my official website at thevibewithkai.com. And you can also get some uh, some exclusive mental health stuff over uh, on my Patreon. It's only $1 a month. You get access to a bunch of stuff you won't be able to get anywhere else. Um, but enough about me. This is not about me today. <laughs> uh, it's about my guest today, Margaret Donald. Um, after spending years in the mental health field, Margaret started notice, uh, to notice how clinical and sterile some counselors approached the healing process. Margaret strives to make sessions relaxed and calming while still achieving your desired goal. She has a bachelor's of, uh, bachelor's of social work and a master's of mental health counseling. Margaret Donald, hi, how are you? That's me. Just <laughs> I'm super excited that we get to like sit and, and, and chat today. This is super, this is super cool. Um, so for those, if you don't mind, can you just spend like, like a little bit just to tell people, you know, about who you are uh, and, and what you do and how you help people? Well, I started, I've been in the mental health field since um, 2001. And back then I was um, just had my uh, bachelor's degree so it was what they called a qualified professional mm -hmm. and I would work with people and help get their needs met and everything and the more and more I was doing that people would come back to, I would take people to their therapy appointments and they would come back and get in the car and they'd be like I'd rather talk to you Margaret <laughs> and so I just kind of started feeling like maybe that's where it should go and so then I ended up going back to school and getting my master's and becoming a counselor Right. And I can't imagine doing anything else. I love it yeah. so much. It is that's, just that's amazing that you get to sit and just like chat and help people, you know, just pretty much every day. Like I would imagine you've learned just a, a, you've learned a lot from just talking with people, right? Because you've been doing it for such a long time. And like I can only imagine just the stuff that you've learned, <laughs> you know, about other people, about yourself. That yeah, about myself too, really. Yeah. Like that that's huge. And I hope that, you know, everybody tries to do that, learn a little bit more about themselves every day. But doing this really makes you see a lot of stuff. You right. see a lot. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I really appreciate I always have to make sure I give, you know, shout outs to to the just the entire mental health uh, professional community because uh y'all are just taking on some of the most difficult subjects you know difficult most difficult moments in people's lives some of the darkest moments in people's lives that that people have to deal with and 
you know, mental health doesn't discriminate, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it affects everybody, whether they know it, whether they realize it or, or not. And, and so you like when, when, when we approached each other about talking today, uh, you talked, you talked about the LGBTQ plus community and mental health. And um, I'm very curious, what, what does the mental health side of the LGBTQ plus community mean to you personally? I really wanted this to be a space where people felt very safe just coming in and exploring their journey and wherever they were in and kind of discovering their sexuality or their gender. And so, you know, that's just what I really try to cultivate is just that feeling of of a safe place right. because we have so many young people now kind of questioning where they are on on both of those spectrums and they are a spectrum and people really need to start kind of recognizing that sexuality and gender can move around and can be different it doesn't have to be the binary things that we thought they were at one time mm -hmm. so yeah. you know just making sure that i have that and um being very accepting and warm and kind to everybody that steps through the door and want them to feel like that that they are just welcome there exactly how they are right, you know right. yes and, and you know it's funny because we, we we talk about this and uh, like hearing you say it it's like it, to me it's like yeah obviously we're, we want to accept you know as many people and love as many people as we can but not everybody feels that way you yeah. know and and it's hard for especially for our our young people to to navigate this life which is already difficult while still dealing with people that just are not as accepting uh as as you and i which is it's still it's 2022 and it, or 2023 oh my gosh it's new year <laughs> 2023 and it just blows my mind that we just can't listen and accept and just and understand why do you why do you think that is why do you think people have such a difficult time just listening and accepting this i think I think it's probably the older generation that is the struggling the hardest. And that's just because they were not taught that way. They were very much taught there's one, there's man and there's woman and there's nothing in between. And, you know, I don't know if, if this was the case for you, but when I, even when I was in high school, we didn't have, we didn't have anybody that was out, you know, like it just wasn't a thing. And, now, you know, it's nothing for kids right. to come to school. It's easier for them to come out at school and around the people there than it is sometimes at home. Right. And I'm right. like, wow, that's mm -hmm. heartbreaking, don't you right. think? Right. And we're going to be getting into that uh, definitely because I have some questions um, about uh, about parents, you know, and how they, you know, how they how they deal with, uh, you know, their children um, as they go through this process. So uh, let's start off with you as, as a counselor, as, as a therapist, you get to, to meet up and, and speak with a lot of these young people, you know, every single day. What is it? What is the world like for them right now? You know, 2023, um, so much going on in the world. From your experience, you know, speaking with these young people, what is it like for them in the world right now? Um, I think they feel unseen and unheard mm. because they will say, I don't, I feel like I am, uh, I feel like I'm a male. Mm. And then everybody just kind of blows up. Oh, no, you don't. You're fine. It's whatever. It's your friends that you're hanging around with. It's this, it's that. And, and 
for that first while, parents and a lot of people will just disregard it. And right. it's just a phase or something like that, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And sometimes, Kai, it is. Sometimes it is right. just kind of testing the waters and seeing where you feel in. Sure. Which is normal, which is normal yeah. for any person, you know, to, to experiment and to, you know, and with anything, like sometimes people like to play ba baseball for a season and then they're like, oh, you know, it's not really my thing. You know, like it's, it's so normal for yep. people to experiment. I, I wish more people would realize that and allow that to kind of be the yeah. truth. And then we, I don't think we would have quite as much of this kind of chaos that it feels like that the kids are having to kind of live in. Mm -hmm. You know, and then sometimes they go to was I'm I can only speak like in North Carolina because this is where I have you know my experience. Yeah. But we have teachers here that will sometimes not want to use the kids' preferred pronouns or they don't want to use the kids' preferred name. But if they if it was Jonathan and he came in and he said, I want to go by Johnny, they don't have any problem with that. So it blows my mind. It, yeah, it blows my mind that the, like it's and I think what upsets me the most is not just necessarily when the people when people just don't, you know, get it. It's the people that don't even try. Yep. It's like they don't even attempt. They're just like, no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call you what I what I want to call you. And how is that hurting anybody, Kai? How is it possibly hurting anybody to call somebody else by a name they want to go by? How does that cause you pain? Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 I, I, it, it really does blow my mind. And because of this, because of this mindset that a lot of people have, this is affecting the mental health of our, of our friends in the LGBTQ plus community. I can't even imagine what it's like when somebody just says, no, I'm just going to treat you how I want to treat you. I don't care what you think, what you say, how you feel. I don't care. And I'm not going to try. I'm going to do what I know. And that's it. So like that causes mental health issues for these young people. Um, what are some of the things that you're seeing as a counselor from the LGBTQ plus community as they try to navigate these waters? One of the, one of the long-term kind of things that I see is the feeling of not being worthy mm. because they, because that's what they've always been told. Mm -hmm. You're, you're something, you're not worthy of whatever. You're not worthy of that name. You're not worthy of that gender. Mm. And so they go through a long period of time in their life where they think, they're not enough. They're not worthy. Mm -hmm. And that is hard to kind of readjust your thinking. I mean, right. even, even whatever cisgender people often have the same kind of thoughts, but then you magnify that by being told over and over and over again, that you're not relevant, that that's not right, that you were wrong in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's oh, difficult. It's I, I, I just, it, it really, upsets I mean it upsets me I can only imagine what it's like what it's like for them are, are there any specific I guess um disorders that you're seeing that come come across like more so than others like are you seeing more anxiety uh uh depression are you are, is, is there a certain thing that you're seeing more of in your experience 
Uh, yeah, it is, Kai, and and I know you. I just want to say this so that people can hear it in their brain. Um, those kind of things do come up, not because a person is transgender or of you know a different kind of sexuality, mm -hmm. but because of the rest of the world. Sure. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so I just want to make that clear for people that sometimes kind of get that part of it confused. Right. But yeah, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of body dysmorphia, mm -hmm. even even in general, it doesn't have to be that they're transitioning, but just feeling like their body doesn't look right with what, you know, whatever they're kind of feeling, right, you know? Right, right. And so when they step into your doors and they sit down in front of you and, and they just start talking, what is a message that you just say to them just from the jump, you know, as you begin to, to you know, help guide them through this journey? What, what is pretty much the first thing you start to, to say to them? Um, you know, that just kind of all depends. I try to find whatever um, we can connect with, something, you know, authentically that we can connect with That's and right. kind of bring mm -hmm. that in. Um, mm -hmm and start establishing a, a trusting relationship. But but the biggest thing I think for, for young people, kids that I work with, is explaining to them with their parent involved mm. that I'm not gonna go behind their back and talk to their parent. Mm. That is old school therapy that, right. that we used to do. Like they would, mm -hmm. as soon as the kid went out, the mom would come in or the dad right. would come in and then they would sit there. And I just make sure that they know that, that I'm not going to do that. And if there's something we need to talk to your parent about, we're going to all of us sit down together. It will never be behind your back. Right. Because that then gives them space to say things they're not ready to say to mom or dad. I'm glad you said, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because that's one of the things that I've learned just over the past year, you know, being, you know, being new to the mental health, you know, world. This, this is all very new to me and, I, and I've discovered some things and, and I've ended up partnering with this or, uh, organization called Link. And it's a uh, organization that's run, uh, that was created by Gen Z for Gen Z in which um, the whole point of it is that teenagers sometimes have a hard time connecting with some uh, or, and trusting, you know, their, their therapists, their, their, their counselors because they feel like, oh, they just don't get what it's like to be a teenager today, you know? And so they're sometimes reluctant to even go seek help in the first place, right? And so I'm glad that you brought up that you that you work hard to just find that that trust, you know, from the get-go. Because, I mean, from, from what I've been hearing, you know, uh, in various stories that I've, you know, read and, and people that I've talked to, there's just like a, a barrier there sometimes you know, that, that people are, are reluctant to, to, to cross is, do you find it difficult to connect with, with them sometimes? Or do you, do you, you know, um, does it, I guess, does it take time or does is it just like right off the bat, you find something? Um, I like to think everybody likes me, Kai, but you know, <laughs> I like you too. I like you. <laughs> um, I think that when you are authentically yourself, mm -hmm. young people recognize that yes. and, and older people too. When you're genuine, I, think, yeah. mm -hmm. I think that generation really appreciates when you are authentically yourself. Right, right. So right. As long as I do that and like I, I'm willing to admit my shortcomings mm -hmm. and like, Maybe I, I have too many owls in my room for them. I don't know, but mm -hmm. that's something that we talk about. And I'm like, you know, right. 
how how can we make this better yeah. and letting them making sure that they understand they're in control of the therapy session and that we're going to talk about what they want to talk about and mm -hmm. get, I'm not going to force them to talk about anything, which is something right. else I always tell people is I will never force something out of you. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Now I, I, I do want to talk about the, the parent parental side of it. Right. Um, because I think this is incredibly important. Um, I feel like sometimes the parental support that's that's missing can be, I guess, a, a major player in this entire thing. Just that that, that acceptance, that that support that sometimes these people, you know, need not. I mean, and this is not just like people in the LGBTQ plus community, but just kids in general, you know, teenagers in general that that are looking for parental, um, you know, assistance and support. But especially in the LGBTQ plus community, um, right. what are what are you seeing from that angle in regards to the support or lack thereof from parents? Um, well, you know, I'm kind of in this special bubble in North Carolina that is that is a beautiful shade of of blue. So the parents here are pretty yeah. much. They're very, they are more supportive than I think in some other parts of North Carolina sure. that you're gonna. Yeah. Um, that's just just what it is, mm -hmm. but um, you know most of the time parents are the ones that find me, and, and I will explain to them the same way that I do the kids. Like I'm not gonna talk behind their back. Mm -hmm. You have to trust me that if there's something that you need to know about, we are gonna talk to you about it. Right, right, right. And of course, you know I. Have, the whole, if you're going to hurt yourself, if you're going to hurt somebody else, all of those are outstanding and across the board that just gets right. a conversation right away. Yes. So. Yeah. What, what should, what do you think parents should do? Like, so if they, if they feel like there's some, you know, some sort of, uh, uh, I guess, issue that should, they feel like should be addressed with a, with a counselor, with a therapist, a, a mental health professional, what's the first step that parents should do? Should they talk to their you know, their kid first and then go, or should they just go talk to a mental health professional and then approach their kid? Or I guess it depends on the situation. Which one do you think they should do first? I definitely think you have to have the kid on board before you, before you start anywhere else, mm -hmm. because you could take a kid and say, you're going to do therapy. And then they will sit there like this the entire time and nothing anybody says is going to really break through that. Mm -hmm. um, so just, the other part of it is to to be patient mm. because you might have to do more than one counselor. You might have to try more than one counselor because right. the fit is going to be the most important thing, especially with young people. That fit has to be there or it's, it's there's no point. Right, right, right. I, I feel like sometimes, you know, there are so many barriers that come into play in regards to people that uh, have difficulty, I guess, getting access to care you know things like status and and race and, and other identity factors that that come into play do you see that from your angle too do you do you find that that people um just have difficulty getting the help that they need or is it one of those things like no it's, it's there you just got to keep working to find it kind of thing um I, it's not easy to find there is some work that you have to put into yeah. it uh, the other part of that, too, I think, Kai, is that 
while I would, I know, I feel like most people would want someone that looks like them or that has some similar kind of background with them. Sometimes you can still find a connection with somebody that doesn't necessarily look sure. like somebody that doesn't necessarily have, have the same life experiences, mm-hmm. or you might not even know what life experiences sure. your mm-hmm. counselor has had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you are having a hard time finding someone that looks like you or, or this particular thing, do a little shopping around because you might be surprised at what else, what else you can find. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's one of the most, uh, one of the more interesting, you know, topics that I've, I've, I've learned because um, I, I've learned that, you know, there aren't, there truly aren't that many, you know, like black therapists, right. There, there's just not. Um, and then on top of that, you know, the black male therapists are even more uncommon. And so uh, it's, it's interesting having that conversation with, younger people to get their insight and, and you know we were talking about trust earlier and you know sometimes there are you know people in the um in the black community and i'm, I'm pretty sure it would be the same in the you know lg lgbtq plus community as well you know that are like no i want to talk to somebody that that just you know has been through what i've been through but what you're saying is that sometimes, you know, you should still give it a shot, you know, to, to speak with somebody, to speak with somebody else that may not have gone through exactly what you're going through, may not look like you, but they could offer perhaps a different perspective or a different, you know, like approach to it. Am I correct there? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and just hold that space for you to explore those ideas. Right. I am not a man. I'm, 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 was born a female. I am a female. I still identify as female. Mm-hmm. So, so for me to say, I can't, I couldn't cancel you Kai, because you're a man Right. that kind of, that, that is not good for either one of us. Like you may need some of the nurturing and some of the things that I could give to you as a woman. Mm-hmm. And that this is the case I think with a lot of people. Right. Right. And I guess, I guess ultimately it, it depends on, you know, uh, what the situation is about, right? Like, so for example, if I had like a run-in with a bunch of like a traumatic experience with a bunch of, of white females, I mean, you know, it might be difficult for me, it might be triggering, yeah. I guess, if I had like a white female as, you know, my, uh, as my counselor. So like, I guess it like ultimately just depends on, on what exactly is going on. So there's not like one answer, I guess, for everything, but generally speaking, it's good to just kind of, you know, keep your, 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 your eyes open and, and wide and, and, and hopefully accepting help, you know, that, that uh, some insight coming from all different types of angles, right? Yep. And I would tell anybody and everybody and even even people that come to me originally, I I always tell them, you know, shop around, go talk to a couple of counselors, find where you really feel like you have a good connection, because that's how you're eventually going to get better. That's how you're going to make progress. Right. Um, There's been a especially since the, the pandemic began, there has been a sharp increase um, in in teen suicide rates, you know, uh, in the United States, all over the world, but I mean, especially in the United States, and a lot of them have been in the LGBTQ plus community. <laughs> I don't even know if I have a question. It's just like it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's heartbreaking to just 
know that that's a, a stats in and of itself that oh, oh like the overall suicide rate in the United States have, has gone down but teenage you know um minorities and you know teenage you know people and LGBTQ that's gone up it's gone up and it's like what can what can we do <laughs> you know what what can we do to curve that because it just it's just not right that we're losing so many young people who deserve help that deserve to be here that deserve to have their smile and their love and insight and skills shared with the entire world but they leave us far too soon what what can what can we do to, to in your opinion to curve that you know, all, not all, but one of the best factors for curbing suicide is having that one person who's really in your corner. Mm -hmm. So it might be a teacher at school or a counselor at school or a coach or somebody where the kid can actually feel loved and accepted. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, mom and dad are an important part of that. Mm -hmm. But if you can't come out to mom and dad because right. you're scared, but you can come out to your coach and your coach is very accepting and loving of you, that kind of sets a better uh, foundation for those kind of things. When you have nobody and all you're hearing is all of these slurs thrown at you all day long. And I mean, it, it, it can just really break you down fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's 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 so just scary <laughs> like I just like because I mean coming like because I've there's been situations in in my life and and this is how my whole mental health journey began for me personally like where I would just have these dark thoughts that I never thought I would have this was back in like 2018 um where I would I was I remember sitting in my kitchen and saying I don't want to be here anymore I, I am a burden on people my issues are a burden on people and it was at a point that i was i was sitting in my kitchen and i was looking across uh uh my kitchen and and uh across from my kitchen was like a a cabinet that had like a bunch of uh you know cleaning materials in it and i was sitting in my kitchen looking across uh at that cabinet debating which one i should use which one would hurt less hmm. you know and I mean, that's when I, that, I mean, that was the moment I was like, whoa, okay, whoa, yeah, stop, right? But some, and I, luckily I was able to pull myself out of that, but not everybody is able to do that. Right. And can you imagine having those thoughts and then having all of these right. whispers of people, well, you'd be better off dead anyway. Yes. Nobody likes you anyway. Yes, yes, absolutely. Saying that you're, that you're better off dead, saying that you don't belong here go somewhere else yep like either either behave or be the person that i tell you you are or leave go away and we won't care if you leave that yep. is heartbreaking to know that in 2023 this is still a conversation that we have to have what as allies ourselves what can we do you know, for, for, for our friends in the LGBTQ plus community. I think being 
uh, open and supportive and listening and doing the very best that we can to use Mm -hmm. their pronouns and not Mm -hmm. use dead names if at all possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those kind of things. And just reminding them how much that we love them exactly where and who and how they are. Right, right. I I read a lot about, you know, isolation within the LGBTQ plus community where a lot of them just feel alone. You know, I mean, they could be surrounded by millions of people and still still feel alone. Um, What can they do if they have that feeling of isolation? Like they don't, maybe they don't have that support system, that friend or that family member that, you know, they feel can accept them or support them or love them the, the way that they need. What can they do if they're having that that thought of isolation? In some schools, they have a stray gay alliance, and that is a really good place to kind of start uh, intermingling with people that are either very strong allies or actually in the LGBTQ uh, population as well. Mm-hmm. Finding a teacher that mm-hmm. you can trust and right. sometimes teachers have stickers that say safe space safe space in their right. classroom mm-hmm. so you could go there and maybe have lunch there instead of having to go to the lunchroom where there's right. a lot of crap going on all the time lunchroom is a horrible place for some kids yes mm-hmm. having another place that they could eat would be really helpful right 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 i i, I always i love this conversation because i i mean i um, I, when I was, I still do, I, I'm in, I'm in the theater world, you know, and I, you know, musical theater and, and a lot of, for a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community, that's a safe space for them. And I, I've learned so much, you know, from that community and, 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 ex, and I've learned so much from them about acceptance and love and, and caring. And sometimes I sit here and I watch the people that hate on this community and I'm like you you have no idea what you're missing out on you have no idea what fun educational loving amazing people you are missing out on because you just don't want to acknowledge their existence you're missing you're missing some really cool people (laughs) that is so true yes absolutely true oh man i'm like oh y'all yeah i don't i don't feel bad for y'all y'all missing out (laughs) you know um this is the part this part this is the part where i get scared but i love it so i always like to uh be put on the spot (laughs) and uh, i allow i allow you to to ask me any question that you want and i and i and i answer it so i I always love kind of like springing it on to people and then that way they can spring it on to me, <laughs> you know, and uh, and I have to answer because I always tell people that are listening, like this is not like rehearsed or anything like that. We just kind of keep it as casual and, you know, organic as, as possible. So I, I turn it over to you. What questions do you have for me? Well, I, I think one of the first questions I would have is how do you make safe spaces for the LGBT community in your own life? Mm-hmm. Because being in the theater, that is a place that that's, has a lot. Yeah. So how are you making it safe for people? Yeah, it's funny. Um, number one, I always do my absolute best to address them the way that, the way that they want to be addressed. 
right? I, I, uh, I'm not a hundred percent all the time, but they, they know I'm trying, <laughs> you know? And, and so I, I 100% do my best to respect and understand, um, how they identify, right? Number one, uh, number two, I just listen. I listen. I want to, I want to learn. I want to know about their experiences. I want to know, um, the, their, their highs, their lows, their, the, the good things, the bad things. I just love to just ask questions and just sit back and, and listen about the experience and, and not try to project my own stuff over there and just like accept them and validate their feelings and validate their thoughts, you know, and, and just be like, thank you for telling me, <laughs> thank you for helping me learn. You know, because you end up getting, I, I end up getting such a wealth of information and, and a different perspective that I never, ever, ever would have gotten if I didn't just sit back and listen. Yep. You know, and people, I, I feel like a lot of people just don't do that sometimes, you know, like it, they just don't want to sit. And that's for any, any situation, you know, they just don't want to sit back and just listen and just kind of take it in. And sometimes it's not about your personal opinion. You know, you know, sometimes it's not about making it about you or it's not making it about me. It's about just letting somebody just like talk and you listen and learn. Yep. Mm. Listening is a skill that I think a majority of people have not mastered. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what my mom would say, especially back when I was younger. She's like, you're not listening to me. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, you hear me. You hear me, but you're not listening. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah she yeah she definitely she would she, she'd be happy with me now you know but back in the day my mom was not she's like you're not listening to me <laughs> at all <laughs> um so so here's here's my here's my uh my my, my final question to you because I, I i always i love always love to end this way because one of the really interesting and cool things about having this platform for me is the fact that I, I get to, you know, I'm, I'm blessed and, and fortunate enough to just be able to connect with a lot of people around the world in various different types of situations and, uh, and, and all of that. And I'm often reminded, you never know who's listening. You never know who's watching. And you can sometimes put out a message that can hopefully change their life, right? So I always love to say to, to you know, people like, you know, like you, mental health professionals, if there's somebody that is listening right now that is part of the LGBTQ plus community that feels lost, that, that feels isolated right now, and they, they're not sure what to do, where to go, or what to say, if they're listening or watching right now, what would you say to them? You are not broken. Mm. There's nothing wrong with who you are. Mm. And there are a lot of people that love you. And I think that's what I really want people to know is that there are a lot of people, you might, might not be able to see them some days. There are a lot of people that love you. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's... Uh... 
I can't, I, I, I want to just like have that on repeat, just like over and over again. And I just want to remind people over and over again, there are people that love you. <laughs> there are people that want you here. And like, there's some days where it feel, it may feel like no, like nobody, you know, like I have, I know I have those days where I'm like, nobody, nobody wants to deal with my nonsense right now. <laughs> nobody wants to deal with me and, and all the, all the stuff that I have to go through. Um, and sometimes it's just good to know and to hear we love you and, yep. and, and we want you here and, and, and we care for you and we want to be able to support you uh, as, as much as possible. So um, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I've, I've wanted to talk about this for like the longest time. So like it warms my heart that, that I finally got to, that you speak with somebody that is as passionate, if not more passionate you know, about it, about it than me. And, and so you're, you're, you're based, you're based out of North Carolina. Um, and 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 if, if anybody in the North Carolina area, specifically, you know, uh, Cary, um, North Carolina, um, if if they want to reach out to you, uh, what 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 can what can they do? Um, they can they can call or text me either one. I'm I'm good with either one at 919-519-0087. Uh, they can go to the website, which is just differentattitude.com. And then they can click on to email me. My email is ridiculously long, so it's just easier to go there and find it. <sighs> yeah. So yeah, and if, if you're if you're in that area of North Carolina and you are are looking for just you know a, a good a good place a good a good person with a good heart that will uh, accept you and and care for you, this is the person you want to go to. Yeah. Right <laughs> Thank you right so much. Here. Yes. I really appreciate you allowing me this time to come on and talk about it. I am very passionate about this yeah. and about taking care of, of our young people and the LGBT community in a whole. So no, I, I really do appreciate your time and your insight because I always say to people, I am not a mental health professional, nor do I play one on TV. So <laughs> so your insight and your and your 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 knowledge and and all of that it's it's very much appreciated so so thank you so much for your time uh everybody else if you enjoyed listening to this if you enjoyed watching this be sure to follow me on all of your favorite social media platforms at the vibe with kai or you can visit my official website at thevibewithkai.com and if you want even more exclusive mental health content make sure you go visit my patreon one dollar per month and you get some exclusive interviews and you get a behind the scenes sneak peek at my life stuff that I find in my safe space and uh, and 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 you get to see sides of me that you don't get to see. You get to see me when I'm just sitting on my couch with my cats hanging out, which I don't normally post, but you get to see that kind of stuff. So um, to my guest, Margaret Donald, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Everybody else for listening, thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Much love, good vibes, and I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>